Do you struggle with a dry, dull, tangled, or itchy beard? Maybe you find little beard hair curls all over the bathroom sink. Have you found that most beard products are too greasy, don't soften your beard, or smell bad in general? If this is you, there is a simple solution to your problem. If you are looking for a change and to level up your beard game, then you need to try Nine Hair Co. Beard Products. These products were created for men of color, all natural and organic premium oils for maximum quality. Nine Hair Co. products will nourish, protect, and soothe your beard and skin. The beard oil is designed for clean shaven to medium beards, while the beard balm is designed for medium to thick beards. Both products relieve itching during growth, adds moisture, and promote shine. Can you use beard oil and the beard balm together? Absolutely, yes you can. For more information on leveling up your beard, click the link for 9hairco.com in the description box below. The following program is rated TVMAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. What you listening to, man, what they talking about? They talking I got about? my hand up on that knob trying to figure trying out. To figure it out. doesn't matter who's the guest or what's the subject. Because they keep it 100 and them callers love it. Show got you tuned in, ready for action like uh, a bad chick texting uh, what's happening. They ain't hit you five o'clock news. Our host keep it blunt, sharing their point of views. Uh, they going in, man, cause they ain't got no filter. Got no filter. Cause they keep it 100, that's why we messing with you. Got you up to date with the latest with music and what's trending, that's basics. On primetime hours, you can never go wrong. And your night with music and what's going on. And your neck of the woods like, hey, I'll roll on today's light. Feel it entertained with the radio show. Tuesday, Thursday, take another, let them know. Let them tell the phone rings, yeah, I'm on this thing. said bring a friend night we said bring a friend we brought friends <laughs> we brought brothers yes so friends. yeah that part that part that part we did we did so we're matching up twice over so we got Zeno from the zz talk podcast hanging out with us he's like family and then guys that's becoming family got the on the go podcast dropping content that you can't even keep up with how many days they dropping stuff all the time <laughs> you got christian tyler and jimmy and easy something tells me that you used to being around here so here we are i, I am yes <laughs> got a crazy show man if we got any more black people hop in here the cops are gonna get called this is how this is how packed we are yes oh wow yes <laughs> so um just saying first <laughs> off that uh Appreciate y'all fellas, all of y'all for, you know, coming through and, you know, shooting the breeze with us, you know, for sure. So appreciate the invite. Salute, yes, sir. Man. Thank y'all for having Salute, us. For sure. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, it's it's many different places that we can start with this. I know the guys from on the go usually kick in with sports, you know, Zeno and us, you know, we'd be all over the place with stuff. But it's only one place we really could start with this. And I'm sure everybody will agree with that. Kanye West, anyone? Kanye West. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Ooh. Oh, Lord. <laughs> 
Oh, I think y'all, hey, y'all might hate me after this, so I'll let y'all go first. Hey, hey, <laughs> just, speaking, just speaking, since you brought that up, I'm going to say this real quick. I was checking out, I was watching a little Vlad interview. Um, y'all remember uh, Stacy from the Wood? Yeah. Vlad, uh, DeAndre Bonds is his name. Um, Vlad is currently uh, interviewing him. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, reading the comments, just peeping it out. And someone left. Uh, Brett Favre sent Kanye a uh, thank you letter for bringing the heat on to him. <laughs> <laughs> man, goddamn. God Kanye, bro, he factor, man. When are, when are people not talking about Kanye? Yeah. Maybe. Actually, sorry, I was just going to say that's a good yeah. point. And I think that's part of the idea, right? Like, yeah, that's the cycles, right? Some, yeah, you pick up what stuff. I'm putting down. You pick yeah. up what I'm putting down. Say some wild stuff. People talk about it. We'll go cold for a bit. Say some wild stuff again. But I think this might catch up to him this time because the family of George Floyd is apparently suing him or thinking of suing him because he said George Floyd wasn't killed by the police. He died of fentanyl. Right, right. You know, there's actual legal ramifications to that. So yeah. Maybe his uh, wild talking would be catching up to him. That that's his side piece, Candace Owens, wow. running the show. Right, but like, is it crazy, wow. or does he like really believe the shit he's saying? Because that's the part I'm concerned about. I think he believes what he's saying. <sighs> I think I think he believes it, but he also knows he's wrong. But he's just too far in it, so he got to stay with it. Yes. And I, I feel like Kanye is one of these guys who thinks he's smarter than, smarter than everyone else, which sometimes he is, but other times he tries to play, you know, 4D chess and, like, no one's trying to play. Yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, right, really. Sometimes it just, like, catches up to him a little too much. Uh, even there's, like, um, there's words out there, sources, that say that apparently Donald Trump is saying he's a little too crazy, which if, right. you, if you're losing Trump, bro... Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I said too. If, if Trump is saying you're a little too crazy, that's saying a lot. Yeah, yes. you on the spectrum for sure. <laughs> whatever the hell Trump got going on. Yeah, because I mean, Trump is linking arms with Herschel Walker. He has no issues with him. So he Herschel Walker got CTE him. though. Hey, yeah, he's literally <laughs> walking CTE. <laughs> he's literally walking CTE hey. himself. <laughs> hey, who do y'all do y'all think? I think uh, Herschel is Kanye's uncle. <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> I don't even. But to see the thing is, you know, and, and my brother will tell you that I rail against Herschel Walker at least what once a week at, at at minimum in a conversation. But my wife and I have gone to start calling Herschel. We don't even call him Herschel Walker. We call him Stephen. And you know which Stephen I'm talking about. Oh, Lord. You know what I'm talking about? Jango. Because Jango. he got all. He got, <laughs> He got all the traits. He got all the traits. Right there. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, but look. So, yeah. Let's let's keep it real though. Kanye say some off the wall stuff. Like that's not a doubt. But he be saying like it's like he go the worst way about us saying black people need to come together. Like he'd be like, bro, I'm tired of all these other races shitting on us, but we gotta start putting raisins in the goddamn potato salad. You know, <laughs> that's how Kanye be acting, bro. Yeah, it's it's just, like he doesn't consult his PR team. He just says what he wants, 
and then you get coached afterwards. It's like, yeah, these Jews and this and this and that. Then he, he goes back in the huddle. He's like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have said that, huh? Yeah, no. I just... <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, I guess I'm, I'm here. Fuck it. Like, I'm going to roll with it. You know, like. How do you weigh it on a scale, though? I mean, seriously. Well, I was just going to say, to Jimmy's point, it's like, yeah, the nuggets of, like, truth and, like, facts in there. But it's like you have to dig through like a, a bag of needles to yeah. get to that nugget of truth. And it's like, well, do you really want it at that point? You know, you get your right. fingers come out yeah. bleeding and yeah. such, you know, to extend that metaphor. But yeah, kind of is, uh, he, he's bonkers. Yeah, I was trying to ask, how do you weigh it on a scale? Like, okay, you say, well, okay, he's saying some egregious things, but what is the, the craziest thing out of all of them? Now, Zeno, you were mentioning about the lawsuit. That's the actual thing I was reading about that earlier, that they are going in for $250 million, the family of George Floyd. But then I look up and I see that Kanye is buying Parler. Now, if you're not familiar with what Parler is, Parler is like, the it's, it's freedom of speech for rednecks, boy. It's, it's where we go to say what's on our mind. You know, I can just, can, oh, can you just not, can you just not hear the tobacco being chewed on Parler? All right. And I'm just saying like. Most definitely. Yeah, so it's like they go into hey, to. I can just, I can almost see them just. Oh yes, you know, hard ER going on all day long on Parlor. Hard ER all day, and right. I'm like, why would, why, why are we buying this conservative, uh, you know, platform? And then I thought about it for a second, and that's the reason why I brought up Kanye West is that there's some people who are on the other side of it who are saying, well, yeah, what he's saying is egregious, but. He's got freedom of speech. But here's the problem with that. You got the right to say whatever you want, but you also had the right to deal with the consequences of what you say. And that's people's yeah. problem when they want to bring up, oh, that's that's woke culture. No, that's you being held responsible for the bullshit <laughs> you say. And you Call don't like accountability, it. Jack. Yep. That's what that is. So that's where the problem lies in. How do you feel about how do you guys feel about the people who are on the other side of saying, man, this America, Jack, he can say whatever he want, you know? You can't say you can't say whatever you want, but you got to deal with what comes with it. I got to yeah. play devil's advocate. How many times all right, we we can say what we want about Kanye, but it seems like he increases his level of stupidity every year, and I think he's doing it on purpose. How many times a white guy will come out or a white woman will come out and say some outlandish shit, and we say, "Well, you got to be held accountable for you know for the shit you say." Nothing happens. Kanye will come out once a year, say some off-the-wall stuff. Now, blacks, whites, Jews, Latinos, everybody's coming down on Kanye. And then he sits back like, damn, look how they're attacking me. But they won't say the same thing about this white man. Yes, grab him by the pee. You understand? We, we was on that for a while. But the nigga still got elected president. We ain't canceled him. As a matter of fact, women fell in love with this dude. Men was literally grooming their wives and daughters to vote for him. But we look at Kanye and be like, this nigga crazy. Something wrong with him. Well, you know what I'm saying? Well, Jimmy, the thing is, you expect better from your own, right? You you hold your family to a higher standard than everyone else. You know, you're like, okay, hey, look, that kid is chilling his ass. Ha 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 funny. And then when it's your kid that's like acting out of place, you're like, yo, what the hell? You know, so it's because it's Kanye that we seem to hold him to a higher standard. That being said, is he really being canceled? Like, he's going to put another album. 
probably no. I'm probably gonna listen to it. <laughs> He's not gonna be canceled, but he is saying dumb shit and we have to call it out. But like he hasn't had any repercussions his way. So yeah, it's it's not a two two-sided like um, just the system here. Well, I mean, he, look, he's look what they did to him. Reverse. They canceled his bank account. The dude put like $140 million into a bank account and they said, here you go. Like, they gave him his money back? Yeah, they gave his money. I mean, they can't keep his money. I mean, you know That's what I'm saying? They had to yeah. give him his money back. But literally, people have done far worse, said far worse than what Kanye's done. And they still have accounts with JP Morgan and Bank of America. You know what I'm saying? Uh, has it been people with his platform? Like, with, with, with his... Well, and it's the thing. This goes back to his lyrics. Mm-hmm. Even if you're in a Benz, you're still a nigga in a coupe. He don't understand that. He don't understand it. So, do you think a, a white man that's as <coughs> well-known as Kanye says the same thing? I'm about to go DEFCON. <laughs> he said DEFCON 3 on Jews today or whatever he said. You think if a white man said that, um, he wouldn't get his you know, whatever repercussions. There's only one white man that I've seen that happen to. Yeah, there's only one. And if y'all can guess it, I'll give you. I'll cash up y'all five dollars. Donald Trump. Any other guesses? Oh, a white man. Okay. That got his bank account canceled. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, but just got his ass handed to him. Uh, oh. Oh. <laughs> you said he got his ass handed to him. Um, wait a minute. All right. So real quick, here's the Still please stand by while we debate. When we come back, somebody's gonna have an answer to this. Creative oh. Info Wars. Oh, oh God. He's yeah. definitely yeah. got his ass handed to him. <laughs> I didn't even yeah. think of that. Jesus. Me either. We was all on base with that one. So let me ask this. For good reason, though. Is yeah. is Kanye wasting his platform? Because if you think about it, nope. Kanye is the only guy that can do an interview on CNN, then go talk to Tucker Carlson like they BFFs, friends with Trump. He he's got such a diverse platform with so many different audiences and people of different views. Like he he's got a platform everywhere, but. Is he saying what he needs to say to take advantage of the platform? No, uh, no, and I don't think he needs to. Um, yeah, he, he's achieved because he needs to achieve. To be I honest, I think. Yeah, yeah. I uh, not to cut y'all, bro, but oh, I cool. think uh, with Kanye being who Kanye is, with his um, status and the platform he has, like if Kanye really wanted to put a, a message out there and he wanted to be straightforward and direct, he would. Right. But this, this, um, I don't want to say playing around, but he's the way he's going about whatever he's trying to put out. He, he's playing, he's playing with fire, bro, and he knows that it's it's like touching the hot stove. You know, you don't want to touch the hot stove after the first time. You do it again, right? You trying to burn yourself, you know. I yeah. think that's what he's doing. I'm trying to get down to what's the agenda. What what is trying what is he trying to accomplish? Well, I mean, I'm just asking, asking y'all's thoughts. I mean, clearly he's got something he wants to do. I, so I think is the so I was just gonna say you guys are on IG, right? Like you guys see all the different stories of like Rick Ross has a farm and he has cows, or um Lil Uzi Vert is learning how to 
skate or like there's all these random things that rappers are doing other than rapping where we, we start to say like if anyone's familiar with video games it's like oh these rappers are doing all these side quests now whereas Kanye West doesn't have any side quests so it's like you know what I'm just gonna say the most outlandish things and see but the, what hey, happens but I think that's the best thing though because he focused on the main story plot Kanye no- is literally every time he comes out Kanye tries to make this transcendental statement that progresses the black culture to the next level where we all get together and start living and walking in our true power, right? The problem is we do need those things, but Kanye's to the point where we don't need him saying those things for us. Mm, And I think for him, he's saying, how many more ways do I have to come out and tell y'all we need to get together? We need to do this, that, and other. We have the power to do these things. Y'all don't listen to me when I'm talking to you like, you know, like you would appreciate. So let me be a slightly more manicured Kodak Black and just be as outlandish as possible and get along with each and every different culture, person, make friends and make enemies at the same time. And just be highly erratic because y'all don't notice when I'm being genuine and being real. So now let me say the most outlandish things to get you to listen. Hmm. To be fair. Trump saying grab about a pussy was on purpose. He only did that because he knew he was going to run for president um, in 2016. <laughs> and he knew it was going to be a bargaining chip. No, I was Trump saying the Mexicans are sending their, their worst or whatever, that was on purpose because he knew the group he was trying to get. Oh, he yeah. Grab the grab by the pussy, he didn't even know it was being recorded. That's just the yeah. He would just be a freak. <laughs> yeah. He would just be a freak. Yeah. So let's just say that that, that Kanye Trump has was gone. on that honey pack that night. Yeah. Let's, let's just say for a second that Kanye has gone full WWE on this one, and he's just cutting promos now, mm-hmm. and he's in on it, and he's wink winking. You know, like listen, y'all, come on now, don't believe this shit. I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm bullshitting. Like. If, if anything wouldn't have given that away between all the stuff he was doing when the dude was talking about running for president, he said he was running under the birthday party. And they really had people like, that's my guy. That's who I'm voting for right there. That's my guy. And he's got to be saying to himself, like, you know what? I can say whatever I want to and people would just flock to I, it because they like my music. I think that's what it is, bro. I think that's exactly what it is. He know he has that following so he could just do whatever and his people go automatically assume because of who he is and the accomplishment he's gotten, oh, he's a genius. And if Kanye says it, oh, Kanye knows what he's talking about. He's just very misunderstood. No, nah, man, I think my man, he's, he's a little bit off his rock, if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> Precisely, yeah. I think he's uh, just going through some yeah. trauma. Yeah, and uh, like people people say the whole mental health thing, which, you know, obviously it's, it's big. Um, it's a big issue, mm-hmm. but there's only so much you can do that you can excuse with mental health issues. You know, hey, bro, you, you can't you can't um, evoke mental health and not seek the help. You know, so yeah, but I only give him so much grace when it comes to that. And I'm also contradict. He's also contradicting himself because he's also a person who say he don't even read books or anything like that. He, don't even read anything. But you're trying to uh, run for president, dude? Right. Bro, I, you, that, you, you, you have it. no bowels of trust. So what? Like, yeah, you got to read the bills that you have to sign, right? 
But yeah, yeah, like how do you even know what you're signing for? <laughs> Seriously, if you don't read or anything like that, right? Yeah. I I I am sure he probably is probably more to him, but again, that takes me back to what I said. If Kanye wanted to be direct with what he's his message, I think he would be direct. I, I do want to ask one thing um, while we're on the Kanye topic. Um, outside of all the outlandish tweets and stuff, what do you guys think about like the messages to you know Kim uh, Kim Kardashian after they divorced and the messages about Pete Davidson? Like, did you guys feel like that was a little much? Like he, he was doing a little too much there, or was it within his rights? What are your thoughts? I on think that? if you uh. For one, I say he's a tender dick, but um, uh, I think my man, I think certain things should be held private, especially, you know, conversations with your wife or ex-wife, especially when it pertains to your kids and, you know, things like that. Like, I can understand you being petty about the new boyfriend and you throwing little slight jokes or whatever. That's that's understandable. I get it. I get it. But when you putting the kids and you trying to blast the other, the other family or putting certain personal things out of information that you know that should be held private. Like, bro, you should be held accountable for that. That's whack, man. And you're a grown man. And you're trying to put an image out that you're a Christian father and you, you're trying to protect your family and all of this. Bro, you're doing everything but protecting your family. You're embarrassing it. I want to add this, though, um, to be fair. Uh, I really don't like speaking on this part because, like, as a married man, if God forbid, knock on wood, but if something happened between me and my wife, I feel like every married couple has the right to try to fix it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, regardless of what happened, like, y'all have the right to try to fix it. So him wanting to try and fix it, I respect that. Um, some of the stuff that he is doing, like putting the, the text and stuff out there, that's crazy. But I do have to say um, he's a very impulsive individual. So I don't know for sure if he's doing these things out of just because just for shits and giggles or if he feels he's doing it out of necessity, because in the interview, he did mention that at one point he had his kids and then Kim and her family picked up the kids, didn't tell him they picked up the kids or where the kids were going. So, like he said, I don't even know where my kids are at. He truly meant that because he had the kids with him. They came and scooped them up like. You know what I'm saying? Like they was picking cotton or something. And then all of a sudden, where the hell are my kids? You know what I'm saying? So I just want to, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I mean, at the end of the day, if that man had his kids, bro, and they just came and scooped them up, what you want him to do? No, I'm going to take, I'm gonna take it to the media because let's be honest, that family lives in the media. That's true. Everything's true. That's true. That's, true. Everything. That's a good point, Jim. That's a good the point. He's trying to level 15, 20 years. He trying to look. I mean, damn, Kim. Kim put on TV. She told her grandmother, her and Pete had sex in front of fireplace to honor her. I mean, seriously, you're not worried about your kids seeing that, but you worried about your kids seeing the, the, the messages you and his, their father are texting about. Like, right. That, she had to get that tape and seriously? stuff. That tape, but she just don't know that tape on the internet, dog. That's forever now. <laughs> That's forever. That tape ain't going nowhere. To put a fine point on my Kanye thoughts, uh, I think Easy mentioned earlier that, you know, is he wasting his platform? He, the fact is he has a big platform and a big following. 
And one thing that we know about today's like internet age, when someone has a following, a small percentage of that following goes a little too far. So when Kanye starts, you know, saying things about Pete Davidson, you know, like you know, taking my family, yada yada. God forbid someone from Kanye's followers like, oh, I just spotted Skeet, as Kanye called him, <laughs> and like takes a shot at him or something, or you know, and right. um, and does Kanye have some responsibility over what he puts out there because it could 100%. incite someone For sure. to do something violent? For sure, it does. So I mean, I, I think he does too, but like, yeah, he's an sure. He one hundred percent does. Man. Yep. This is. I was gonna say, but this this thing with Kanye West, I guess, like Zena was saying, just kind of bottom line it because we could go here all night talking about this. But I guess the kind of bottom line, the whole thing is that I'm gonna say personally that I appreciate Kanye West, and why? Not because of what he said, because you know I don't pay attention to everything he says. The reason why I appreciate Kanye West is because he keeps supplying content for us to talk shit about. Thank you, Kanye. We appreciate it. <laughs> you are now listening to the radio show. They are. They are. They are really good. They are like the sexiest vegetables. They're so good. Well, I don't want sexy. I want it to taste good. You're older than all of us. You should learn to like sexy vegetables. You're gonna need them. Your joints need them. Yes, I'm, I'm good. You yeah, don't want to pull a muscle tying up your shoe, 16. I mean, it happens for me in your age. I'm just saying. <laughs> You're listening to the radio show on YouTube and all other podcast providers. And I ain't talked to Zeno since forever. Football season started. Zeno, <laughs> give me your thoughts on what you've seen so far this NFL season. What's What's been surprising to you? What stood out? Talk to me. Well, uh, nothing surprising because I knew we were going to the Super Bowl. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> he's, so, a Fal- he's a Falcons fan, by the way. Yes, yeah. Um, Falcons yeah, fan. Nah, nah, me and me and my man got to talk because your team, y'all. I don't know how y'all escaped away with that dub this past weekend, bro. Well, are I don't you know, I, Yes, sir. But what was I gonna say? Oh, yeah. I um I've been pleasantly surprised. So I went into the season feeling like it was it was one of those rebuild seasons. You know, it's like, okay, cool. We we bring in Mariota. He's been in the league. He can do the, the little things well. Maybe we win six games, right? And that could still be the case. Um, a lot of people were having the Falcons going two and fifteen at most. I was like, come on now, chill. Um, and I've been pleasantly surprised with what Mariota has done. But I've been more surprised with uh, Drake London. Uh, seems to have a really good head on his shoulders. And I thought we would fall apart when Kadero Patterson went down. But the other young running backs are doing their part. So um, kudos to Arthur Smith. I think the the early season woes of like having that big lead against the Saints, yeah, and uh, and then blowing it, or um, <laughs> or almost coming back against the Rams, and then Mariota having his Turnover issues. Um, I thought, okay, the fact that we had those two close losses and then we started bouncing back, I think that builds well. Uh, I still don't think we're uh, contenders. I, I, I think we might make the playoffs just because the NFC seems to be like historically weak right now. Um, but I don't think we're going to do anything once we make the playoffs. But still, Sundays are fun again. <laughs> I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. 
Falcons that have yeah. that have been surprising to you that you're surprised at how good they've been so far? To me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, like they they aren't like doing anything super exciting, right? They're playing it's like hey, control the ball. Outside of the Falcons, are there any other teams that you've been seeing? You're like, damn, I didn't think this team was gonna be good this year, but they uh actually the opposite. Uh there's some teams that I thought would be better that are right. like falling apart. Uh the Denver Broncos. Terrible. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on with Russell Wilson. I think he might actually miss this week. Um, the Broncos are terrible. Um, the Rams, I feel like they should be better than they are. Uh, even though their record suggests that they're good, they really aren't. Um, the Bengals don't look all that good, but I think they started to find their form at the worst time because we're about to play them. <laughs> and and uh, the Colts, I really thought the Colts are going to be doing much better than they are. I mean, they... They are three, two, and one, which isn't bad. But when you actually watch their games, Matt Ryan doesn't look all that great. Um, but but the thing is, Jonathan Taylor was out this week, and Matt Ryan actually stepped up. I think he threw like fifty something times, which is ridiculous, um, and he got the dub. But in the other five games, he's not looked good. Um, I can't really think of a team that has excelled. Oh, the Ravens—that's another one that. Seems to keep blowing leads late, um, but that's the Jimmy's picks a few times so far this year. Huh? I said they've messed up Jimmy's picks a few times this year so far. Yeah, I'd be undefeated if the games ended in the third quarter. <laughs> yeah, I have Lamar Jackson. Um, uh, but uh, the Buffalo Bills and the Chiefs—they look like top of the pile yet again. Um, one of them's going to be in the Super Bowl. I can guarantee that. Uh, with the NFC, no idea. So, yeah, it's, it's been fun. I, I saw what I was about to ask. You just said the Bills and the Chiefs, we know they are top line in the AFC. Who y'all think might come out of the NFC or who has a good chance outside of the Eagles? Eagles. Yeah. Um yeah, I was going to say the Eagles, uh, even though I think they're going to fall apart. Um, oh, that's hot. That's <laughs> uh, a hot would, take, boy. I yeah, that's say, a hot take. I, I would say because of how well they've done without Dak Prescott, I think when the Cowboys are fully fit, fully um, healed up, they could be a problem. So No way. See the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, Cowboys. No way. I, 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 I. <laughs> No way. Talking about them, but the Vikings are five and one. Yes, sir. Vikings. Okay. Okay. Nobody's talking about them because Kirk Cousins is their quarterback. Kirk Cousins but- is gonna turn into third Cousins come week fifteen. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but yeah, like it kind of goes to Zeno's point. Like the NFC is like historically weak. Minnesota's five and one. Nobody's talking about them. Uh, to be honest. I don't really know what kind of competition they have in their division. Detroit's going to be in every game, right? But they're not there yet. No, Detroit sucks right now. Aaron Rodgers looks like he's ready to retire or, again, whatever. He just missed Devontae. That's all it is. And then Chicago just, you know, they run in a middle school offense. So, you know, like they could easily be the one seed or the two seed. 
in the NFC. Now, what they're going to do with that, we'll see. But, like, the Vikings are 5-1. Nobody's talking about them. Like, That's true. I, I was watching, Sun, you know, Football Night in America before the game on Sunday, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, the Vikings are 5-1, and, and nobody said anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm a Panthers fan, but that reminds me of, like, when the Saints had really great seasons and you would turn on ESPN, not a single highlight. Nobody's bringing up the Saints. It's like one season the Saints was like 12-4 and four or something like that. Nobody's talking about the Saints. Saints whipping people's ass. Nobody's talking about Man, the Saints. Kind of reminds me of like, I think fans right. worry too much about whether or not the media is talking about. Don't don't fucking talk about my team. As long as they win, I don't care about whether you're on the hype train <laughs> or whether or not you know the media giving us respect. I don't give a fuck. All right, are we winning games? That's all I care about. So it's like, oh, the media ain't giving us our respect. Good. That means ain't nobody talk about us. We're gonna show up, whoop your ass, and be on to the next team. That's all I care about. And um, man, this season this season is crazy. It's it's insane. Um, it's too early to tell who's what because we're just in October. A lot of people are like, oh, this team, that team. I agree with Zeno that I feel like the Eagles are going to come back down to earth soon, uh, along with other teams like the Giants and teams like that. Um, one thing I do disagree with, though, Zeno, I know that the Bills and the Chiefs are playing football at a level that other teams aren't. They're like on the cheat code mode. But you got to think about it for a second. Both of them got snuck last year by – you know, I know the Chiefs and the Bills went at it with each other, but then you saw the Bengals sneak in there and make it to the Super Bowl last year. So you can't slip up in football. It can happen. It's let's, anybody's game at the end of the day, man. Let's, yeah. give, let's give the Bengals a little credit. They started off last season around 500. And then jail. Oh, Jimmy, hold on. Five. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted now. I was just saying that. They're not going back to anything. I wasn't saying uh, that, like, they finna. I'm just saying. All right? No, they I'm had just their, saying. They, I'm just they saying. They had their time. I got a, right, I got a saying, list of teams you know I can saying. tell you, you know, that have won championships, and thank goodness they got them because they're not going back to nothing. <laughs> but they're not going back to nothing. Cincinnati Bengals not going back to nothing. The Rams not. Congratulations. You had your chance. You're not going back to nothing. That's it. Wow. They I got think, they won. One is I think done. the Bengals can make yep. some noise, bro. I, I really do. So – um, so I said the Cowboys from the NFC. Um, who did uh, Easy said Vikings? I I don't know if I'm gonna just say they're coming out the NFC. Um, I mean Brady's still there. I can definitely see it. it's October. Nobody's coming out of the NFC yeah, I mean, right now. Yeah, I mean we don't know, but it, I mean I think the Vikings with that offense and that defense, they're their team to watch for sure. But Lord knows I don't want to go on the record and pick them. To go to the NFC Championship just so they can lose in the wild card round to uh, the New York Giants or somebody like that. Yeah, hard pass on that one. How do you guys feel about the New York teams, the Jets and the Giants? And what they're they- just they're just well coached, and I know we we talked about it on on the go, but that those two teams are a great example of good coaching. They mm-hmm. have some great yes. coaches there. Um, the Jets have a way better roster. I think. They've been hitting it in the draft, doing a great job there. But Brian Debo is literally saying, all right, I got Daniel Jones and some tight end that we just randomly found and Saquon Barkley, and I'm going to make this work. And he's you know, Easy, I know your tone, man. We had this conversation. You don't, Just go on and say it, man. You don't trust neither one of them. You, you went straight to coaching. <laughs> you don't trust them. You don't trust them. You don't trust them. <laughs> <laughs> to, the, to the coach because – 
just like Zeno was talking about the Falcons and them only being projected for two wins. I think either one of them teams coming into the year were probably projected for like five wins at max. But do, you tr- five. but do you trust them? Lining up in January when shit get real, you mean to tell me that you would trust either one of those teams? You wouldn't. You would. Well, well I would trust a team with good coaching. That's, over that I was just mm-hmm. That's the difference. If you mm. got good coaches, and I'm, I'm not saying that they're on that level, but if you got a Bill Belichick and a Sean Payton or a Andy Reid, they can make magic happen with anything. So you never right. know. And their success, is, I promise you, is strictly on coaching. Any one of us right now, we could go try out for the Giants and start at receiver this Sunday. That's how depleted they are at the position. I mean, mm. oh, I, I, I don't know about all that. I had like an extra biscuit this morning, so probably not. But <laughs> probably not. I, but, I appreciate the love, my brother. <laughs> well, yeah, Tyler, they don't need no help on the O-line this but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, <laughs> bro! Did you, oh, you didn't play. Oh, you didn't play that in school. <laughs> I, I'm just throwing that out. I, I did, but I consider myself a tight end who just couldn't oh, play tight end because oh, I was too slow. But hey, Tyler, I've seen you run before. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can't go try out that for O-line or receiver. God damn it. <laughs> Shit. Jim just did you bad, bro. <laughs> yeah, he did me down. He did me down bad. He just did you bad, bro. Down no, man. Bad, I'm just saying, Jim. bro. I'm just saying, bro. Jim didn't even say respectfully. He was just like, look, I'm going to just lay it on. <laughs> damn. <laughs> that ain't right, man. So... I don't know where else we can go. 16, what do you have any surprises, any teams? I know you don't watch a lot of football outside of the Saints, but do you have any teams that you've looked at and you're like, you know what, damn, this team's better than I thought they were going to be this year? Um, well, I, I'm, I'm going to take the opposite first, is that, oh, man, I really thought the Broncos was going to be good with Russ, man. I Like, I would have taken that bet at the beginning of the season. That the, I don't know about necessarily contender, but definitely somebody that was – you know, could maybe bother the Chiefs a little bit, um, you know, maybe contend for a wild card spot and just, you know, be a solid team like you used to see them from Russ. So them being as bad as they are and unwatchable. Remember I told you uh, one of the producers from Dan Levitar's show was like, I'm aggressively not watching the Broncos. <laughs> They're that He's right. They're a team that you go out of your way not to see, and that's surprising to me. Now, when you mentioned about a team that was that's good that you didn't expect to be like that, it's a team that we knew was going to be good, but you didn't know they was going to be that. And that's Buffalo. Buffalo mm-hmm. will whoop your ass. And, it, it, I mean, Josh Allen is that dude, man. And you knew he was good, but you didn't know it was this. You you had no idea it was this. So I'd say Buffalo is that team that surprised me. Like, they are that they are that good. They can beat anybody at any point in time unless it's Miami in the, in the you know, the jungle, the heat, you know. But otherwise, they, I think they look yeah, outside. Yeah, Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo coming with that 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 power behind them this season, man. Yeah, I, I think I think they like I said on one of the episodes. Yeah, I think yep. they still pissed off at what happened with them uh, back in Kansas City. Yeah, it wasn't too mm-hmm. much time to 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 get it going or at least to come back, right? We yeah. not gonna let that happen again this year. Yeah, it ain't none of that going down this year. The, the playoff we, game wasn't even like. 
oh, Buffalo threw a pick at the end and then Kansas City went and scored. It's literally who has the ball last. It, yeah, it just yeah. wasn't. That, that's all it was. But, like, yeah, man, it, if Buffalo – go ahead, Tyler. So if Buffalo wins the toss, we, we would have been talking about Buffalo, you know, advancing. That's true. No, really. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my brother, when we do talk about sports on here, He'll be the first one to talk about, oh, man, this team made a trade like they're one player away. They're not one player away. They're terrible. Buffalo went get Von Miller. Yep. They didn't even need Von Miller. They already had, and I talked about this on the show, they already had a Mercedes Benz in the driveway, and they said, you know what? F it. We're going to get a Lambo. And went get the Lambo. And now <laughs> you can't even block anybody on that line. I mean, Von Miller had two sacks during the game on Sunday and he just looks he's still so good he, it, I mean it just looks so effortless shit, shit ain't right man shit ain't fair <laughs> shit ain't right <laughs> like and I don't know how much money uh, I forgot how much money they paid him but it's like six years a hundred something million dollars he's worth every damn penny man every damn penny and different type of specimen right there bro yeah and He's so good, and he's already been to the Super Bowl. He's won two rings, so he's been there, and he's just a great person having a locker room, man. I just think a lot of people slept on that signing because they're like, oh, well, Buffalo's already good. They didn't really need Von Miller. That was probably You said it. You forget that he's on the team. That's when you know you loaded because you forget, like, oh, shit, Von Miller's on this team. Shit is crazy. Seriously, yeah, for real, for real. And can we give Gabe Davis yes. some flowers? Yeah. This dude has been balling, Hey, you already bro. know why I'm giving him some flowers. I already oh, know. God. I already know. <laughs> hey. Oh, God. Hey. Hey. Are you talking, you talking about his fantasy team? Oh, yeah. Well, look, oh, bro, God. Everybody on here plays. You. Oh. You can stand oh, on. You That's, don't play? You, you know Absolutely. Don't Absolutely not. And you know what? And this concludes this segment. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> you are now listening to the radio show. All these horrible ass drivers from the following states. Florida, New York, Delaware for some freaking reason, and North Carolina. I really want to pop your tires. You're listening to the radio show on YouTube and all other podcast providers. You are now listening to the radio show. Uh, and then Zeno's going to talk real fast about something that Rachel Maddow um, talked about, which is called uh, el- Elimination Redirect. So, no, no, Eliminationist Rhetoric. You're listening to the radio show ATL on YouTube and all other podcast providers. All right, ready? Here Let's we go. Do it. Two, three, four. Are you, are you ready for this? Yeah. All right, everyone, let's get started, shall we? Oh, yeah. Playing only the best music in the world. This is your radio station. Might be out of time. You'll think that you're different, don't you? Lucky you, you're just what I like If you don't look, you give me, give me, give me, give me When I make that booty, shimmy, shimmy You gotta wanna go for me It's a go for me You know I got 
Give him a cavity The way you beat it up, call it battery It could be pleasure or an agony You know I got all this love, oh baby But you're like I'm crazy If with me, I'm so wavy You know what I want? I want all this more You are now listening to The Radio Show.
listening to only the best internet radio station in the world. No, the universe. Including sports, entertainment, politics, as well as an interview or two, or five. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, Pandora, or wherever else you find your podcasts. That's the ZZ Talk Podcast. ZZ Hyphen Talk Podcast. Like and subscribe. You are now listening to the radio show. Up there and say, explain. You know what I'm talking about, man. His fine people. You know we've been fighting 400 and still fighting to this day. To this day. To this day! You're listening to the radio show ATL on YouTube and all other podcast providers. All right. Y'all, so one gotta go. We got black comedians, okay? We got some votes on this list. We got five to choose from. One gotta get the fuck out, okay? 
All right. Richard Pryor, Dave Chappelle, Bernie Mac, uh, Chris Rock, or Kevin Hart. So we got, and uh, 16 is going to happen on the screen right here. Richard Pryor, Dave Chappelle, Bernie Mac, Chris Rock, Kevin Hart. One got to go. One gotta go. They gotta go. All they work, everything. I'm ready with mine. Um, All right, uh, Chris Rock. I've just never really found the stand up to be all that funny. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a very simple one for me. I've actually watched some old Richard Pryor, and yeah, it was pretty good. So, Chris Rock. I would say Chris Rock, too. For me, Chris Rock, too. You know how many memes would have to leave as well? That, and that's gifs? Right. I think about how many this. memes and gifs? Well, wait. I don't see no memes and gifs of no damn Richard Pryor. But you have to also understand how many people were inspired by Richard Pryor. Yeah, everyone talks about. Oh, it. we can't yeah. attach them tentacles. Well, that's, hold on, that's hold on, not hold on, hold on, hold on. I got. I'm sorry. Well, no, can no. I take it? Can I take one back? Right, you can't consider that, but it's your opinion at the end of the day. So if you don't care about, you know, people... but, but but what if Dave Chappelle never gets his comedy because he never watches the Richard Pryor Obviously, that's conjecture. Right. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this, and this is for me. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Chris Rock back, and I'm gonna say Richard Pryor goes, and I'm gonna say this only because I didn't really grow up too much on Richard Pryor like that. Dang. And I say I take Chris Rock back because I I can recall so many Everybody times of me Chris. sitting, huh? Everybody hates Chris. Like, yes, 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 yeah. Like that that was that was a pivotal uh, thing in my life growing up. I, Chilling movies we grew up on in the early 2000s, late 90s. Yeah, you already know what I'm about to say. Yeah, I would say Richard Pryor. I would say the goat Richard Pryor. Uh, I agree with Chris. Same, I don't even need to elaborate (laughs) for obvious reasons. I I don't even need to elaborate. It's you, 16 and Tyler. (laughs) Tyler, what you got? Dang, this is a tough one. Because uh, I just recently watched the uh, 25th anniversary of uh, Def, Def Comedy Jams, I think it is. Hey, you're too young if you got to think about that. And they kept <laughs> bringing up Richard Pryor clips, and that dude had me rolling the whole time. He's a GOAT. I mean, you can't get rid of a GOAT. So with that being said, man, I hate to do it, but I'm gonna have to go Chris Rock too. Mm. But I like them all, so that's so hard for me. That, so, and but I'm gonna have to go with Chris Rock. It's not that. It's not that you think he's trash. It's just you don't think he's as no, good. No, no. Yeah. So 16, what, what you got? Ah, uh, well, with this one, it could have went many different ways with this one, but I'm gonna go versus. I'm going to go, you know, I could go with who I thought was funny or whatever, but I'm going for how I feel about them personally, and it's Chris Rock. He can get the fuck gone. I've already elaborated in a very uh, animated way on a previous or prior episode about how I feel about Chris Rock in the current state. 
Um, get him out of here. Hey, church, Keep him hey, out of church, here. You want to let the record reflect, man? Can you bring me up to speed? <laughs> Absolutely. I listen. I always got time for a rant all the time. So hey, my my it's issue, going down like the ground that we walk on, man. It is. So with Chris Rock, my issue with him was is that um, the situation that happened with Will Smith, where you know, you know, he got slapped. He got slapped for telling a lame ass joke, a G.I. Jane joke. Like I, I told EZ, it's a joke that's so lame and in the past that people literally had to Google what the fuck he was talking about to figure out what the joke meant. A G.I. Jane? Like, what the fuck is that? I don't know what that is. So the part about him that pisses me off is that he wasn't relevant in that manner. Like, he he is a legend for what he did in the past. But what no Chris Rock show is going to be sold out now if Will Smith hadn't slapped him? And what pisses me off even more about him is that in his shows, he not even talking about it. He might allude to it in a lame joke. Like I remember he called Will Smith, Suge Smith. Like, bitch, that shit ain't funny. And you're not oh, funny. <laughs> like people are showing up. People are showing up to hear you talk about the slap and you're not talking about it. So they're selling out shows for you to talk about it and you're not giving them what they're looking for. Cause you're not funny. You haven't been funny in years. You were funny in the past. Talk about what people want you to talk about and then go that route. But you're not, so fuck you and what you're talking about. That's oh. what I said before. And I'm, yes. that's what I said. Verbatim. You did. I dig it. <laughs> that man is animate. From the top row, fuck. I just want to say one thing. He didn't ask to get slapped. And also- Oh also, yeah, oh yeah. With and joke, yes he did. Also, 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 the joke was bad. Um, I I know G.I. Jane because I'm a movie nerd, but the joke itself wasn't all that funny. Um, but but you don't you don't put your hands in someone else to tell a joke. Like, come on. And I think Will Smith even knew it. It was just like, uh, I gotta do something. And, and don't don't get it twisted though with that. You know, I wasn't advocating that he, that he gets slapped in the face, but I'm just saying this is your chance to really once again strike gold with your career. And yeah. you're doing the same lame ass stick that you've been doing for the last 20 years. Cause he's been funny before, but it's not funny anymore. And it's yeah. that lame ass stick that made me not even pick him in the first place. But yeah, then he then he make jokes about her uh like a couple years ago or something. Then they have Yeah. Her. It's like it's like, come on, man. Like, like seriously. So that's the reason why with, with Chris Rock, he probably wouldn't have been the one I picked before all that. And it's not, like I said, I don't want to make it seem like it's personal because I do believe that Chris Rock is a comedy legend and I'm sure he's, um, you know, inspired a bunch of people to get into the game. But at the same time, this is your chance to shine and you're not doing it. And, you know, that's why he got to get the fuck gone. That's a resounding <laughs> Chris Rock. Get your ass stepping. Every word of it. I mean, he brought the same tone from like the first time he went on the rant effortlessly, line for line. Bar for bar, yeah, he, yeah, he means that with all of his soul. Um, but for me, uh, I'm actually going with Chris Rock too. I don't think my reason is gonna top uh, M16, but I was. It was between him and Kevin Hart, but Kevin Hart's got one of the greatest individual stand-up shows I've ever seen. I forgot the name of it, but when he talked about the horse and let's ride and all that other jokes he had in there, that shit is. <laughs> hey, that's the one. That's the one we watched at your place after school. But that's what I'm saying. If you want to watch a stand-up from start to finish where you just die laughing the whole time, 
that shit is funny from start to finish. Everybody at school was making references about it. Like, I can't even think of the name of it right now, but it was just so good. Um, and laugh at my pain, laugh at my pain. Mm-hmm. Yes. He also had a really underrated show that was funny as hell too. Um, Real Husbands of Hollywood. That, that shit, was, shit was funny. If you, it's the one of the most underrated comedy shows you'll ever see. It's hilarious. Never watched it. I don't know if it's on BT Plus or whatever. It I is. think so. Funny as hell. So for those reasons, Kevin Hart got to stay and Chris Rock got to go. But I do like Chris Rock. Now we'll go to the Louisiana edition of One Gotta Go. So we got four choices here. And if you're from Louisiana, this is a very tough choice. For me, this is easy, but it might be tough for some of the others. So we got gumbo, daiquiris, crawfish, or king cake. One's got to go. Gumbo, daiquiris, crawfish, or king cake. What kind of diabolical list is it that you have come up with? Because these are four; <laughs> these are like the four pillars of Louisiana, right here. Yeah, this is almost now, like sacrilegious to yeah. Louisiana. You can blame uh, social media. This is easy. Now, I'm going to steal from you real yeah, quick, easy, easy real fast. Let me steal from Gumbo. Is staying. It's not going anywhere. It's safe as fuck. It ain't going nowhere. Not going all right. Anybody who say Gumbo going anywhere, you going in my Chris Rock category. Okay. <laughs> Anybody who says. All right, so Gumbo's staying. The one that has to go for me is Daiquiri's. Okay. Um. No. <laughs> but I don't drink. Hey, John, but I, I'm gonna uh, see y'all later. But I don't drink. <laughs> yeah, we, we know. Okay. <laughs> don't drink. Okay, ahead. that's easy. He don't, he don't drink. That's easy. Yep. So that was easy. Um, I have to pick Gumbo. I'm sorry, guys. Look. What? So, the thing is, he's from Atlanta. He ain't had good gumbo. It's not even that. I'm from Nigeria, and we have alternatives to gumbo. We have Nigeria. Huh? Say Nigeria. Nigeria, exactly. I'm Nigeria. We have alternatives. We have other dishes that when I I've had gumbo, I'm like, mm, okay, you know, but it, it just didn't do it for me. Crawfish, king cake. Daiquiris, yeah, all of that stain. Gumbo, sorry. That's fair. Zeno, I'm going to tell you, bro. Who I don't know who cooked the gumbo for you, <laughs> but it's whoever cooked it to why you <laughs> saying gumbo, my boy. Look, I'm, I'm open to trying it again. Hey, hey, look, I'm about to make it this weekend, Zeno, so you can pull up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, E, please I, show this that. man. Hey, E, he needs he need some of my mama's with the shrimp and crab in it. Oh man, don't get me started on that. I'm mad. I ain't even. You know what? Let's not get started on that. Who's next? <laughs> I'll go. All right. Go ahead, T. Go ahead, T. I'm gonna go. Yeah, y'all might hate me for this one. No, it's not gumbo. But um, I'm gonna go crawfish. But let me explain. Let, okay. Before y'all rot. Before y'all, let me explain. Okay. Sixteen. Heard on this side. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, gumbo stays. I mean, obviously, gumbo stays. I love daiquiris. I like to drink. So daiquiris for me personally is saying. Man, you know. and it's so good. Not to King, mention good and flavorful them shits be. Yes, mm, yes. We're going to get one tomorrow. King cake for me. <laughs> King, King cake stays. Except throwing that out there. King, 
King King. Hey, Ez, how many daiquiris we used to get for the pregames? We used to get so many daiquiris. The place would give you a ticket, and once you got five punches in the ticket, you got a free drink. They had to give That's us right. like ten tickets because. Yeah. <laughs> So every, every daiquiri shop, I wanna, every I daiquiri shop I go to, but y'all already know which one's staying for us. <laughs> yeah, or nowhere. But go ahead. So, so king cake, I, I'm a sweets connoisseur. I love anything sweet stuff. I, I love sweets. So king cake falls in that. Crawfish gotta go because I cannot stand peeling crawfish for this for this little bit amount of meat, like. I can't. I hate it. My girl, since we've been together, we've been together for seven years. She always says Tyler likes crawfish, but he hates peeling them for that little bitty amount of meat. So for me personally, that's why crawfish stays. And if I go to a crawfish bowl, whatever else is in the crawfish boil, I'm eating the most of potatoes, corn, sausage, neck bones, if it's real hood black people, and a little bit of crawfish. So Crawfish stays, but I no, still love crawfish. Crawfish got to right? go. End of the day. That's why I mean it goes. Crawfish yeah. goes. But at the end of the day, I still like it. All right. Jimmy, what's up, man? You on mute, bro. Oh, there we go. All right. Hey. Yeah. Um, I'm going to keep it a stack, bro. That motherfucking king cake got to go, dog. <laughs> that, that bitch got to go. And I'm going to tell you why. When a Negro put Bavarian cream in that shit, that's when I knew it was over with me. I can't go to a Rouse's. I can't go to a Mesh's. I can't. First of all, why are you putting a baby inside of a king cake? And we eating this trying to. And then you put cream in the middle. White cream. I mean, think about it. Come on now, bro. And you got all these niggas out here biting into that cream oozing out. That little <laughs> shit falling on the side of their mouth. Man, you know what? Free feel it shoot all in your mouth. You know what I'm saying? That shit gotta go. King Kate gotta go. <laughs> hey, Christian, what you got, bro? King Kate, bro. <laughs> I don't even think I need you to explain it. Don't even. <laughs> uh, I love King Cake. Oh my god! That Jimmy mentioned why he don't. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> I like King Cake so much that I found a bakery out here in Atlanta that makes them shits, and I went to get one just so I could, you know, have King Cake for the Monte or whatever. It was good. It was delicious. I'd recommend it to anybody. Um. And it didn't have the filling on it. So mm. that makes you feel better. You know? Okay. But for me, it's got to go because Tyler mentioned a good point. Yes, crawfish is hard to peel, but it's good as hell. And think about all that shit that's in the crawfish bowl, man. You got sausage, mushrooms, onions. Damn. Pause. All mm. that juice is in the head, man. Pause. You gotta hit that head hard. Hit that head hard. <laughs> I, hey, how mystical, how mystical said that? Got some no. head up on that crawfish. Yeah. <laughs> so, so crawfish gotta stay because of everything else that's involved. Well, and think about it. There's some people, nice people out there that build this shit for you, 
put it in a vacuum seal thing, you get to make etouffee and all kind of other shit with it. So yeah, it, it's got to stay for um, Crump, uh, King K got to go. But Gumbo and Daiquiri's, man, that's probably one too. Them shits ain't going nowhere. That's man, essential. Man, yes, I just thought about something, man. Nowhere. I just this just crossed my mind when Jimmy was talking about what he was talking about. That when you eat crawfish when you in Louisiana, the saying "suck the head" is acceptable by anybody that says it, no matter who says it. You gotta suck the head, and you're encouraged to do it. Somebody, yes. yeah. <laughs> you're not gonna, hey, you're not gonna hey, suck the juice out of the head. Hey. <laughs> so yeah, is, you know, I don't, hey, you I, know, I don't know if you ever been to Louisiana, but it's different down here. Man, I saw this old casino T-shirt. Uh, it literally said on the T-shirt, "Peel the tails, suck the heads." And that's literally the directions. There's the light lesson. Who, who did we get everybody? Yeah, I think we got everybody. We got everybody. So, yeah. so Chris said king cake. Demi said king cake. <laughs> I like crawfish. Dino said gumbo, and you said daiquiris, and then I said. King cake. So, looks like King cake. One. So, lesson learned. Suck the head. <laughs> you don't remember anything from it. this show. And remember, it's, Rock, it's, 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 King it's flavor up in that head. You are now listening to the radio show. Do any of you guys? Um, do you? Do y'all do like New Year's resolutions? Because I feel like they're kind of stupid. But if there's something that you want to leave in this year and, and take into it, they are stupid. At the gyms be packed the first month. You know, I'm going to give this up. on Just give it up now. What do you got to wait for the calendar to turn for? You know, you know you need to lose them extra, you know, 20 pounds. Don't start in January. You might want to start right now. Shit. You're listening to the radio show ATL on YouTube and all other podcast providers. All right, so... We got a quick abridged version of radio show at the movies here because I had a little bit of time on my hands and I watched a movie that Netflix. on Netflix and it's called Last Scene Alive. All right, it's on Gerard Butler and it's on Netflix right now. So it just came out not too long ago. So just quick observation about this movie and it is going to remain spoiler free for people who want to see it. Last time we did a review, we spoiled the whole thing. Even though it was a bad movie, we shouldn't be doing that. So this one is going to remain spoiler free. I'll just give you some brief observations about last seen alive all right so basically with this movie um there's this 1997 movie called breakdown with a similar plot with kurt russell that's a thousand times better but anyway so the plot of this movie is that at the start of the movie uh gerard butler him and his wife uh they're basically taking a break from their marriage and he's driving her to her mother's house for a few weeks to kind of i guess air out their relationship now one part about the movie that stuck out with me is that they're driving and they're like 15 minutes away from her mother's house and magically Gerard Butler says, oh no, I'm about to run out of gas. Like you're 15 minutes away from the mom's house and you just realize just now when you said, oh, we're about to run out of gas. So as soon as they get to the gas station, oh, no. remember, now remember, they're 15 away from the house and the wife goes in there because she wants to buy water and use the bathroom. And they're 15 goddamn minutes away from her mother's house. All right. So she goes in and something happens where he's looking at her or whatever and she she disappears from the gas station so he calls her parents they don't answer and then he drives out to their house he calls the cops and the cops tell him not to leave 
don't leave the area. We're going to come. We're going to check on. And he leaves. And he leaves and he goes, finds the cops. And it's like, well, whatever he told him on the phone could have been a phone call. So they have cameras all around the, the, uh, the convenience store where she disappears from. But all of them are broken. But the police never question anybody. They just bleed the guy like, oh, the cameras are broken. And he's like, okay, I, if you say they're broken, then I guess they broke. They don't investigate it. They don't look or anything. They just look. Um, everyone that's in this town that they're in, from the criminals to the cops, they're all goddamn idiots. But it's so headache that it's halfway entertaining. I will say that Gerard Butler is a better actor than this nonsense, but he's a real estate developer. But when the wife goes missing, it's like some he flips a switch and all of a sudden he turns into Arnold Schwarzenegger all of a sudden. He can shoot guns, he can fight, he's part detective. He just goes off. They just flip the switch on him, and he goes crazy. Um, the last part of it is that the, the final reveal at the end is nonsensical. But for this movie, because it's so preposterous. It makes sense. So um, overall, I would say that if you're going to watch a movie, if you feel like you need to waste some time, this movie is the best kind of terrible, but it's still terrible. And it would be, it would just have to be considered awful just to suck. But it is mildly entertaining, but it's not something you would or should ever watch again. So I'm going to give it a four out of 10, last seen alive. <laughs> it's preposterous. You got something to do and you want to waste a little time. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you can give it a shot, but it's mildly entertaining. What's so, the runtime? Uh, it's right under two hours. So they don't hold on to you too long. But at the same time, movie's pretty shit. You know, so four out of 10, mildly entertaining. Watch it or don't watch it. I don't give a shit. But I did. And it's mildly entertaining. That's the abridged version of radio show at the movies last seen alive and if i watch it again i'll probably last be seen alive too <laughs> <laughs> you are now listening to the radio show old people people in general stop wearing them ignorant ass bluetooth pieces in your ear you're listening to the radio show atl on youtube and all other podcast providers Man, what's y'all, what's, what's one of y'all favorite ghetto black films of all time? Well, let me not even say ghetto, but just black films. It could be any underground, big movie production. One that's, that's, one that's, you know, we love within the culture, you know, one of those films. Hardball. I love that movie. With Keanu Reeves coaching the baseball team. G baby, the first time I watched that movie, G baby, G baby, remind me of myself playing baseball. Hey, I love that movie, bro. That movie is when I fell in love with Keanu Reeves as an actor. Hands down, one of the best black movies ever. But it's good. And another one that personally I like is Freedom Riders. I just like the whole. The whole setup of everything in that movie and how they started as, you know, a bad students, bad school. She got them going and then they turned into something nice. I like that movie. That's the film with Hillary Swank. Is that the film with Hillary Swank? She was like the. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know her name. I don't know the actor name. I, I might be I might be saying it wrong, but I think she was like what, like a teacher or uh, something like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, I remember that movie. My pick would be, even though I can't remember the plot now, I just know that I've seen it a couple of times. Uh, Baby Boy with Tyrese and Tarja Pianson. Oh, yeah. Um, oh. I hate you, Jody. I hate you, Jody. Yeah, you know, they like, play that on BET like almost every week for a while. Same way VH1 would play the Temptations. That's the other one. The Temptations movie. Um, All right. VH1 played that one a lot. So, yeah, those two. It's, it's so many to choose from. Let's be honest. It's so many. Yeah, it's, it's just a lot to choose from. If you, um, if you had to pick two that you could take, take with you, that you know you could watch anytime, anywhere, don't matter. She probably the, the original Friday. Um, oh, yeah. The, the very first one. You know, that's always going to have a place with you because you remember where you were the first time you seen it. And the gags that are a part of it, you know, they with you to this day. You say something about or near around that movie almost at all times. You know, I mean, we made one of them, you know, a, a metaphor. You Debo somebody. We that That's, that's you know, that's in the vocabulary. Hey, hey, my grandmama gave me this chain. Yeah. <laughs> You want some of this old man? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that get your um, ass in this car right now, boy. <laughs> I don't know why you and come messing with these people over here. And I don't and know why, so man. Many but it's so yeah, it's so it's so quotable. So yeah, that that one and um, I don't know. It's a, it's a harp. I mean, boys in the hood don't be a menace. Men society probably. Probably Boys in the Hood just for the significance of what it was. You know, it wasn't too yeah. many like that when it came out. So, yeah, those are that. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. It's hard for me to think, but I, I would probably say uh, one for sure would be Friday, the first one. That one I take with me. Um, ooh. And I'd probably say The Wood. The Wood. The Wood, yeah. The wood, yeah, the wood yeah, for sure. I would say the wood, Friday in the wood. Sixteen, we relate definitely relate. There's no Friday for it. Yeah, you just you you remember where you were when you seen it. Yeah, I, I mean, remember. You know, Friday obviously was like just good comedy, but like I feel like Boys in the Hood just had a, a lot of everything. It just flowed all well together. You had just yeah, well, it was such a significant yeah. film. Yeah, yeah, and it. And it ate, and it aged well. If it come on right yeah. now, you know it. To watch it, it you know, yeah. yeah. Considering it's over thirty years old, it it aged well. So, yeah. You are now listening to the radio show. Like I said, somebody just go out there and check on Jane Girl Jones, and let me know if I need to Uber him <laughs> some juice or some soup or something. I, I'm glad to do why, it. Why are you sending that man some juice like he can't eat solid food? Like, let me send him. Some- <laughs> <laughs> like he in a nursing home or something. <laughs> You're listening to the radio show on YouTube and all other podcast providers. So we got random, everybody's favorite part of the show, where we go through the list and everybody just gives one or two random thoughts they got on their mind. Maybe something's bothering them. Maybe they got to rant about something. Uh, We just go around the room and let everybody just kind of speak their piece, whether it's funny, whether it's low-key serious, whether you pissed off at the world. We're here for you. So just let it out. So, you know, Christian said he wants to go first. So go ahead, Chris. What's on your mind? Uh, oh, wait. So does it have to be a rant or it could be it any? It be a rant. It could just be random. Like one time. Oh, okay. 
co-host said something like, man, why does she feel shaped a certain way? And everybody just sat there and was like, damn, you know what? That's right. Like, you know, why are they shaped like that? You know, whatever. Just, you know, something real. Okay, I got you. <laughs> well, the only thing I can think of right was Randall. My son got on the road today. Um, nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, shout out, shout him out, shout my baby boy, out. man. He got honorable uh, all A's too. Um, that's how you play the segment. <laughs> uh, shoot, and happy birthday to my mama, man. It's my mom's birthday. Happy birthday to my mama. Hey, nice. Let's do random things. Hey, yeah, there it is. Happy yeah, birthday. happy birthday, good Mama Sion. But really good things, though. Nice. Uh, I'll go next. Um, have y'all ever been in a public bathroom? You know, whether you handle any business, whatever you're doing, you know what I'm saying? And somebody just go in the stall and just, like, they taking a the shit and they just, like, going in. Like, making all these loud noises and just breathing hard and doing all this crazy shit. And, like, I think to myself, like, I know these people know we hear them acting out of pocket in this stall. Like, are you not embarrassed? Because when I sit down in a public stall, like, I be trying to be quiet. I don't want nobody to hear my fart. I ain't trying to want nobody to know I'm there. You even pick your feet up off the ground. Like, some of these folks really go sit down and just be like, oh, oh, God. Oh, oh, man. I'm like, yo. How are you okay doing? <laughs> I see me. I'm the type of person to fuck with him. Hey, your big ass stank on that side, man. Like, <laughs> like you know, whatever I'm doing, that whether I'm pissing, taking shit in my hands, whatever. I'm just like, yo, like, why are you doing this? I mean, <laughs> you think they have there letting them logs out? It's like, yo, like, <laughs> so that, that that's my random man, like. I don't get it. I don't know the purpose of it. So <clears throat> I, I don't want to diagnose people remotely. Um, I don't want to say that there's some sociopathy to it. But I just think everyone has some level of chaos energy in them, if you've watched One Division. And um, the people who are just like active in the stall, those are like extremely chaotic people. Those are the type who will probably be like, you know what? I'm about to shoot this whole place up. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. And those okay. <laughs> so that's what I think about those kind of people. If you didn't learn anything on the show tonight, you've learned that Chris Rock is shit. Um, Jimmy thinks of king cakes in the in a wrong way. Um, and people that go ham in a stall taking the shit directly correlate to mass shootings. Thanks, Z. <laughs> <laughs> um, on that note, I guess I can go with my random. Um, so I actually haven't had a lot to be mad about sports-wise recently. Uh, the Braves, and I wasn't, wasn't mad. I was like, right, yeah, we just won the World Series. So it's like, cool, we're not going to win it all. Um, my soccer team, uh, Newcastle United, they're doing really well. So good on them. Oh, Atlanta United um, didn't make the playoffs. So, but I'm like, okay, it's cool. We won stuff. But you know what is bugging me? Every four years, I really look forward to the World Cup, right? It's like it's like this thing, it's like this cathedral. You know how people love the Super Bowl? Plus, it's four years and then the World Cup. But they moved it to November because of the heat in Qatar. So now it's coming in November, and I just don't 
I don't have it. I don't have that, you know, excitement, that vigor I usually feel for it. And that's really bugging me. But that's my random thing. Why is the World Cup in the back? Because, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, it's usually in the summertime, right? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like the whole damn summer, it seems like. It starts in June and then until, like, early August. Yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's usually a month long, but the next yeah, month yeah, but you know like it feels like the whole summer. The, like- the one in 2026 is going to be like that easy because um, they're expanding it to 48 teams, and it's going to be hosted by, like, the three North American countries. Yeah, yeah, that's um, going to be cool. That's yeah, so that one is going to be, like, six weeks, I think. And it's, it's like a festival of football. You know, that's how it's... Um, Referred to, but it's in November now. It's like, you know, Thanksgiving and then World Cup. Like, yeah, yeah. I think, well, in the states, right about the World Cup was that like, besides baseball, you didn't really have anything like interrupting the World Cup. It was kind of like, hey, I'll watch the World Cup, and you know, that's yeah. what's fun. It was November, You got basketball. You got football. Like, whoever watches hockey out there, whatever. Like, you got a lot of shit on TV. Like, you know, I don't know how much the World Cup is going to be watched here domestically, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. It depends on how far the U.S. goes, which ooh, this year doesn't look great. Um, preseason, oh, pre-World Cup games didn't look all that good. So it doesn't really bode well for the U.S. national team. But because I say that, they're probably going to win it all. So we'll see. Uh, Tyler, 16. I'll go my, my random. So for M16 and Zeno, I am a uh, flag football coach. I've been coaching flag football for the last four seasons. So two two springs and I'm on my second fall. Man, I've learned for some reason my spring teams are A1. But my fall teams seem to fall apart. And last night, I don't know if it was because it was my fault or my players, but we fell apart in the second half and lost the game. And I just, I'm thinking to myself, is it me in the fall or is it my teams in the fall? I I don't know. You know, um, we played last fall, my team, we went one and nine, including a tournament we played in where we were two and done. We got beat twice, and that was it. So far this fall season, we've won two games. So we're two and three, and we're going to play, hopefully, in the tournament at the end. So I have three regular season games left, plus the playoffs if we make it. And I feel like I need some type of redemption. Like, I need a winning streak. Like, I need a, a... a blowout win or something to make myself feel good about my fall teams. That's my rant. Do any of the players from the spring teams roll over to the fall teams? Yes, I've had. Well, from last last spring was my first spring. None of those players rolled over because I moved. They switched up the divisions, and I had I started off with fifth and sixth graders. Then they switched it to fourth and fifth graders. And my four, my fifth graders that were on my spring team, obviously they moved up to sixth. But this past spring, I had six players come back for the fall, and I had five new players. 
I don't I don't know what it is. I don't know if we're not meshing. It, I don't know, man. But like I said, I need some type of redemption. I need I need a blowout win to have the kids' morale go up. Uh, my own morale go up just a little bit because I, I like the win. I don't like losing, and it just it just feels good, you know. So next Tuesday we got another one, and uh, hopefully we get a win by any means necessary. Let's let's just say that. Y'all gonna get back in the dub column, man. I feel it. Hopefully they got this one down easy. They just they just dropping right in. I mean, there's um, random stuff. It right. is. So sixteen, to Jimmy. I don't. Know. You can go sixteen. Okay. So somehow, some way, on this particular segment. My other co-hosts and easy this, they try to say that, well, I'm always the one that, you know, has something to rant about, which I guess you guys seen earlier that I might always be running with something. And they're correct. And with this particular one, um, this goes out to the people that are parents. You know, Christian was talking earlier about his son, you know, being on honor roll and stuff. So that brings me to something I thought about with school is that uh, carpool. For you parents out there when it comes to carpool in the morning, um, yeah, people have places to be, whether it's work or wherever, but it's definitely not being at school. And I'm gonna need you to wake up little Darnell before they get to the end of the line where you up there trying to shake them and wake them up when they're trying to get them out of the carpool line. Wake that little nigga up when you get in school. <laughs> I got somewhere to be, and I don't have time to be waiting on you shaking him to wake him up and shit. Wake that little nigga up or make him go to bed at night. Or so. I don't know what to tell you, but all I'm saying is you holding me up by having him sleep back there. You know, he, he needed to wake up. He needed to go in school, do some about them C's that he been getting. Wake him up before you get there because you're holding me up. Because my daughter, she ready to go. All right? So that's all I'm saying. Wake wake him up before you get inside the school. That's all I'm saying. Wake him up. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. That, that one was a good one, M- M16. I, Bro I said it. that from the arteries. He meant that. Oh yeah, I usually he do. Meant that one, one hundred percent. Funny thing is that that one was way abbreviated compared to some other ones we've had. But, <laughs> I, I I could tell he kind of he kind of he wanted to keep it short on that one. <laughs> so yeah. next, you out there, uh, wake your wake, ass up. Wake, wake your ass up. Right. <laughs> All right, Jim. You should have brushed his damn hat before you left the house. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> have him together beforehand because you're holding me up. Man. All right, cool. Um, this going to be quick. So I don't have road rage. I just don't like when people get in the left lane and do the speed limit. Nigga, if you're going to get in this lane, you got to accept the risk that you could potentially get a ticket. <laughs> That's what this lane is for. This lane ain't for that shit that they got going on on the side of you, bro. You hop into this left lane off the bat. Just know, all right, I I, I, didn't, I ain't got this to pay for this week. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I know the groceries is good. When I get in this lane, I'm running the risk getting a ticket. It's that simple. You understand? So don't get into the left lane thinking you're just going to do the same shit you've been doing. 
So if, if you want to, if you want to granny pipe it, granny stroke it down the road, stay your ass in the right lane. But if you want to be where the big boys at, sweating on their way to work or just sweating, period, because they looking for cops and shit, because they running the risk of getting a ticket, you can hop into the left lane. But until you graduate, stay your ass in the right. Especially when they're in the left lane driving like this. But, but Jimmy, here's Bruh. the thing. Here's the thing with that, though, Jimmy. Had the mama got Darnell ass out the car on time, <laughs> you wouldn't have to worry about having the speed in the left lane had she got the little nigga up out the car. It all circles back Bruh. to it. But here's the thing. Jimmy. Some people just want to drive fast for fun. And I'm some people, right? <laughs> so I'll run that risk. Knock on wood. <laughs> You are now listening to the radio show. And it and it plays into my who I am as a person. I'm very impulsive. So I did it on an impulse. And I was approved and it was like, yo, we were approved for like this amount of money. And it's like, yo, what do you do with that? You move the fuck forward is what you do. You're listening to the radio show ATL on YouTube and all other podcast providers. All right. We had a man. Again, bring a friend night. We are so grateful to have both the ZZ Talk podcast and the On The Go podcast. So I just wanted to give, you know, both podcasts a chance to plug anything upcoming, whatever you guys got going. I just want to say appreciate y'all coming on the radio show ATL. You know, y'all welcome anytime, any day. It does definitely appreciate it. So uh, we're going to start with the, the new kids on the block, On The Go. Please let the people know what y'all got coming, what it is, you know, that y'all going to be speaking about. And... Uh, yeah, they should definitely be checking for y'all. Yeah, yeah man. Go ahead. No, Jimmy, go ahead. No, okay. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Um, again, thank you, thank you, sixteen, for inviting us. But uh, but yeah, man, we're just gonna keep this thing rolling, keep pumping out episodes, and and keep growing. We're looking to start doing some live shows and and bringing some more features to the show to make it more interactive, and just keep bringing on some some people. Um. And possibly getting into some some guest speakers and seeing if we can get on to grow our following, grow our audience, and just keeping it fresh, man. So we really want to do, and hopefully, eventually, we get to the point where we can start doing shows from a football game or a basketball game, and making it a real a real big deal. So that's that's some of the things that we're working on for sure. Yeah, yep, yeah. Kind of pick out what Jim said. That's basically it. Um... In our area, the three three seven area, really kind of looking at it, is not really too much outlets or platforms for the local talent to kind of put their stories out or you know have somewhat um, recognition, um, for lack of a better word. And we trying to be that platform, you know. We want to bring something where these kids can come out, put their stories out, you know, let them be heard, let them get whatever little thing. Um, ideas or what little messages they need to express or put out there, you know, trying to bring something new and um like what Jim said, fresh to the to the area specifically. Um but also trying to just uh be an outlet really at the end of the day, you know? Outlet not necessarily for uh just sports and stuff, but um for the young entrepreneurs around the way, um, influencers, motivational speakers, man, have everybody come represent and um, put your message out there, you know? And try and put the word out there. Spread the knowledge. Spread the information. 
Yes, sir. Definitely uh, appreciate what y'all doing. I know I listen. I'm a fan of what y'all doing. And then you got the hardest working man in radio there, EZ, pulling double duty on both on both ends, you know. This dude That's here, the man you know, with the plan right there. You know. That's right. Go just ass. Know, just call me the Steve Harvey of amateur podcasts. That's that's what I'm Anyways, uh, now, so we drop, uh, we record on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. So you'll get an episode the following day when we record. So it's three times a week. That's what we shoot for. Um, the guys, help me out with the IG handle. So on IG, we are at On The Go Podcast. Go yep. Podcast. And then we're on TikTok as well. On The Go Podcast as well. On The Go Podcast TikTok. as well. So right down the screen. Everywhere where you can get your your uh, YouTube, you know, Spotify, Apple Music. Um, we're not on Deezer yet and some of that other stuff that things got the radio show on. But, you know, we're everywhere where you can get, you know, your podcast. Or if you want to listen or check us out, we're available. Nice. nice. Yeah. We have all the information right there on the screen and also in the podcast description. So you can find on the go because they're doing some great things. You know, hey. talking about sports and just fellowshipping, you know, four brothers fellowship. It's a great thing. Yeah. And I would also yeah. like to uh put the spotlight on y'all, man. Sixteen is the radio show. Zeno, sure. your podcast, man. Brothers, we thank y'all for having us on with y'all, man. One hundred percent. Exactly. Yes, yes, sir. Yes. Hey, exactly. Hey, that. Swing it over to my man Zeno. Zeno, man, um, you know, this ain't new for you, man. You've been around here a whole bunch, but you got to let people know about this Easy Talk podcast because y'all doing great stuff over there, too. You and my man, Zeus. Tell us all about it, please. Before I do that, uh, on the go is G-E-A-U-X, correct? Yeah. Yes, sir. No, it's not G-O. Um, yeah. Uh, again, thanks for having me. Always love uh, coming on. Bring, bring a friend. Bring a friend night. Or, um, yeah. You can say bring family to work, man. Bring family. Bring family, family yeah. man. Um, yeah, so uh, the podcast is uh, the ZZ Talk podcast, or just ZZ Talk. Um, we're always fluctuating with the name. We actually haven't recorded in a while. Um, we have our like your know, different individual lives, but we are coming back for I suppose it'll be season three. And for those who haven't listened, it's a bunch of interviews, um, but it's also two guys talking about any and everything, including sports, pop culture, and a heavy, and a heavy dose of politics. So that's uh, the ZZ, that's ZZ Talk on uh, Spotify, Pandora, anywhere you find your podcast on YouTube, it's also ZZ Talk. So yeah, that's Zeus and Zeno. Damn, we didn't get into politics tonight. Yeah, it's all right. We talked right. a bit about our show. Yes. And, this is, and this will not be the last time that we all, uh, you know, get together. So this is just the first of, of many. Zeno been around here a million times. Jimmy had been back before with a different pie. You know, like I said, you guys are always welcome with that. So real quick, too, for anybody listening to the radio AT, radio show ATL, which we definitely appreciate, if you want to be a guest on the radio show, just send us an email to radioshowinbox at gmail.com, or you can send us a text, 678-800-1677, right down the screen. We look forward to hearing from you. So um, again, we hadn't done Bring a Friend Night in over a year, so we brought even more friends. So um, truly grateful to On The Go and to ZZ Talk for coming through, kicking it on the radio show ATL. Um, we're just trying to be that hub for great talent around this place. And that's what we got right here, this collective, a great talent. Make sure 
like, listen, all that shit counts. Because I said it before, easy. Remember, I said, you know, every like and subscribe gets us another like and subscribe. So like and subscribe. All right. <laughs> so we appreciate it. <laughs> and just hey, remember, can I plug something? Yes, sir. Hey, um, AK Customs, my baby, uh, little clothing design, little website, custom T-shirts, custom cups, hats, logos, anything you want. AK Customs. In the podcast, we'll put that information in the podcast description too. You know, all about plugging and getting it out there. So, again, much love and thank you to On the Go and to ZZ Talk. And please just remember and never forget you're not just listening to a radio show or some radio show, you're listening to the radio show, ATL. Thank y'all for listening. We'll catch y'all next time. Appreciate it. Peace. 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 Reminded me, that reminded me of Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram and Cam Jordan, some of y'all might know, they have a podcast. It's called Trust Level. And they have a segment. It's called Grind, What Grinds Your Gears that they ask to their guests. And every single episode, Mark Ingram's example is exactly what Jimmy said. To the T. I would probably just tell Mark Ingram concentrate more on not fumbling, but whatever, it's, it's cool. Thanks. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> but I would ask Dean about some sleepers in fantasy, but I know that I don't want to have Dean. No, no, we, <laughs> no, go on and ask him. Shit, I'm we all on here. Yeah. Fantasy sleepers, is that what you're saying? Yeah, like, what, was there a guy that you were looking at like, you know what? Nobody else is looking at this guy. I'm going to try to get him, and, it, and it's worked out for you. Yeah. Um, James Robinson, the Jaguars. Uh, I got him in the ninth round in one of my leagues. I actually had him as a second-round pick last year. Terrible decision. Uh, this time around, I was like, okay, look, I need a handcuff sort of running back. I figured Travis Etienne was going to be the main running back in um, uh, Jacksonville. So I got James Robinson. And he's been paying dividends. This last week, not so much. I think he's finally coming on the downturn. But the first few weeks, he was delivering, and that's a ninth-round pick. So, yeah, him. Any, any sleepers for you guys? I know we, we haven't really gotten to it on the show, but we might as well use a 16s platform to do it, right? Right, <laughs> right, right. Um, For me, I, I mean, I can see why he was a sleeper, but I was, I've always been high on him since he was a Panther. And uh, – Dude, Curtis Samuel's been really good for me this year. Um, I got him, like, last pick in the draft. Absolute last pick in the draft. And uh, last week, he only had, like, two point whatever points, but it was more so the defense they were playing against and, the quarter, and their quarterback. Carson Wentz had got hurt, if I'm not mistaken. So, But um, they give him the ball in so many different ways, man. He's so dynamic, and he seems healthy this year. So, Curtis Samuel for me, for sure. Uh, I say for me. Not in the 12-man league I'm in where you eat, but uh, in, in the other league I'm in. In that league, who's been uh, kind of holding me down a bit, I say Josh Jacobs from the Raiders. Josh Jacobs yeah. is good, too. Good he's, been, he's been a uh, – I think he was one, to your point, Chris, like we knew he was good, but it's like when's he going to get hurt? Yeah. And I want to be the guy to take him and then get screwed over when I don't have a starting running back. But mm -hmm. 
I mean, he's been amazing. Like, yeah, I mean, seriously. He had what two 30 point games? Like, he's been on fire. Yeah, he's been balling out this year, man. I pray he stays healthy, you know. Tyler, what about you? A sleeper? Mm. I'm going to say, at least on my fantasy teams, Miles Sanders. He's He's been carrying at least one of my teams. I wouldn't, I'm not going to say carrying, but he's been, you know, helping my team stay afloat because, you know, some of my teams are all Band-Aid. So having his extra his extra boost of 20, 25 points every week, it helps out a lot. Especially when the all Band-Aid players only get you two. Mm-hmm. One more fantasy-related question. Um, and Jimmy, since you're a Panthers fan, I'd like your thoughts on this. Robbie Anderson. So obviously he's out of the Panthers now after a dust up with the coaches. I think he's with the Cardinals now. Do you yep. guys still think there's an upside for him or is he done? One hundred percent upside. One hundred percent. He's got speed. He's a really good route runner. I'm not gonna lie. Um, he can't catch the ball. He just needs a quarterback that's going to throw it to him. And Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, I think he's proven that he can catch. I just think he needs a quarterback that can throw with accuracy and that's not afraid to throw to him, you know? Right. And with Brown going down, too. So, and apparently it seems like Marquise Brown is going to be out for a while. Apparently it's labeled indefinitely right now. So, no, you get getting, well, however, um, getting D-Hop back next week. So, that's yeah, great. But. Yeah. You still got to spread the ball around. Rondell Moore, um, D-Hop. They still got A.J. Green, if I'm not mistaken, but A.J. Green's just – he's still He gone. He gone. Dude, three years ago, we were talking about how great A.J. Green and Julio Jones were, and now it's like, well, what they're on the injury report for now? Like, it's right. all right. – <laughs> Right. Like, I think, I think two sleepers that I, I was, like, targeting pretty heavy was – Damian Pierce and Drake London. I know they're both rookies, and those are like wild cards because you never know what team they're going to and if it's going to work out. But I saw Drake London, and I was like, man, this guy could be Julio. Like, he's going to a team. They don't have receivers. Like, he's going to get – it was kind of an opportunity thing for both of them, right? Like, they're both going to not to great teams, right? But there's an opportunity for them to be good. You know, like you see what Damian Pierce is doing with his opportunity in Houston. Mm-hmm. I mean, that offense is terrible. They really could put nine in the box, but he's still performing. And then you look at Drake London. He's what? He just turned 21. He's fast as hell. He's six five. Great route runner. You know, Marcus Mariota's his quarterback. Just imagine if, you know, they get a guy that can really throw it to him and get him some targets. Like he could really like pop off either in the back half of this year or Sure. Yeah, real tough. And sixteen sleeper is Taysom Hill, and he starts him at tight end every week on his. Hey, back. uh, I got a question for the for the Saints representatives up in here. Um, what? Is, correct me if I'm wrong. The 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 receiver, uh, Callaway, is he still on your uh, on the Saints roster? Yeah, he's still on yes. the team. It, it, what's his stats looking like? I'm not. I'm not too uh, up to speed on him this year. I mean, not good. It's not good. He's just. He's just kind of stuck behind a bunch of people, and he, you know, if you play in a bunch, you know somebody's hurt. I can. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I I I thought he would have been um 
having the name kind of right by now, man. Yeah, he was more consistent at quarter. If we was more consistent at quarterback, maybe, but he just—it's just one of those things. I think Smith's getting more his but, reps than most, than, than more than what you think, Traquan. But it's crazy. Last year he was our number one. That's true. I know we didn't have you know I know we didn't have Mike and I know we didn't have Juice and Alave, but the fact that he was our number one last season to going into this season and not playing much. Let you know about the the firepower we really have outside when they're healthy. Now, like Ralph said, for me about our receivers is that we had that kid get that one carry for forty five yards and score the touchdown, and we never gave him the ball again. Never touched the ball. I don't know where the hell we found that kid, but why didn't we give him the ball more? Shaheen, I think his last name was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He took one carry and went 40 yards for a touchdown. And we said, you know what? Sit your ass right back down there. (laughs) (laughs) Homie, homie fast, fast. Like, homie fast. And even Taysom Hill, I know we sit there and make jokes about him as a quarterback. But, like, he was getting great runs. He had a few throws. And we did the same thing with him. Hey, Taysom, you doing your thing? Sit your ass right over there, right there. And we're just going to be stagnant the rest of the way. That's why we lost on Sunday. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get off on a Saints review. But, like, that's why we lost on Sunday, man. It's like we took all the explosiveness out of the offense and said, hey, we're just going to try to run the clock out and pray to God that Joe Burrow can't throw the ball to Jamar Takes. Like, that's basically what we hope for. Hey, I knew it was over for y'all when Burrow hopped off that plane with Chase Jersey on. I was like, this dude getting the ball all damn day. And that's hey, I'm paying Jim, I bet Joe went back to Bella Noches, bro. Bro, come on, Chris. Oh, God, God damn. Here we go. <laughs> Chris and Bella Noches. Hey, hey, oh, Chris. Hey, oh. it's it's funny you say that. For I those... went. Go ahead, T. You all oh, you, you got to say you Bella Noches from uh for Ralph and Zeno. You got to tell him what Bella. Y'all... No, no, no. Ralph grew up in BR, so he. Oh, oh, shit. He's oh, yeah. Way. No chase. <laughs> you know right. Bella Noche. Oh, you yeah, know what I'm talking about. I don't know. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, Bella Noche is a Bella Noche is a ratchet, and I do mean ratchet. I'm gonna emphasize this ratchet <laughs> club in Baton Rouge. My boy Chris said that Joe Burrow, while he was at LSU, was going to Bella Noche's. I'm from. I'm from the area, right? Ain't no way that white boy from Ohio was going into Bella Noche's because one, white people don't go there. Oh no. Two, the black folks on that side of Baton Rouge don't rep LSU. And three, he white. So no. That man was not going to Bella Noche's. Come on, man. Chris, I'm telling you, bro. Joe was Bella on the outside at Bella Noche's, bro. He, he might have not went to Bella Noche's, but he, he was at the blue store and he was yeah. at the mm-hmm. blue store. Yeah. He, he was hitting the, the blue. blue. The blue store is different. The blue store is different. I, that's different. I mean, yeah, the, the club. They're not in the most nah, bro. Let's be real. Like, you ain't. Leaving your car unlocked and the engine running to hop on in and get your plate. Like, you know, let's be real. Nah. The most beat down nah. place had the best uh, food, dog. 
And, and, and another thing for for Zeno, Bella Noches is known for having a uh, it's, it's always got something going down. People getting killed, shootings, all kind of stuff. Look, well, check this out. Years, check a few this years out. back, there was a shooting at Bella Noches, and they were two black girls, two black women, got on the news and said a famous line that everybody in the surrounding areas knows. knows. The line is, if you can't go to Bella, no- Bella Noches, then where the hell can you go? Go. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. You know, a lot of people think that making an income as a musician is easy. Most people think that you just go to a couple open mics, eventually get asked to play there, and show up and get paid. Truthfully, it is actually pretty easy to book one or two shows, but what a lot of people don't know is that there is actually quite a bit of strategy and technique that goes into playing a show if you want to get asked back as a regular and in turn get paid regularly. There are so many musicians out there who actually have the talent, they have the music catalog and great personality to play a really good show. They just haven't quite figured out the strategies and techniques to turn that one great show into regular, consistent paying gigs. I finally decided to get into gigging for the first time when I went to see a friend play a show and they were making the same amount of money playing music that weekend as I had made in a whole week at my 40 hour minimum wage job. I knew that something had to change, and even though I didn't know the tools and strategies at the time, I knew that I had all the capability of playing a live show and getting paid for it. If you are a musician, you are probably way more capable of turning that into a fuller part-time income than you even realize. Imagine how amazing it would be to quit your job or cut back and be able to make money playing music, literally a dream come true. Make Music Make Money is a course to teach you the tools and strategies that I use to make thousands of dollars playing live music for over 100,000 people all across the US. Listen, you don't need a booking manager, you don't need fancy equipment, and you don't even need a social media following. I was making a full-time income playing live music with very minimal equipment and less than 2,000 followers, and I break down exactly how I did it. The course is automated, so you can move through it at your own pace, and it breaks everything down from who to reach out to and what to say to even get a gig, to how to structure the show to keep people engaged, and how to follow up afterwards to make sure you land that regular weekly or monthly paying gig. This podcast is supported by Make Music Make Money, and all listeners get 30% off the course for a very limited time. But you have to act now because that offer definitely won't last. Give it a try and see why musicians all over are learning how to make music and make money. There is even a 30-day money-back guarantee. You really can't lose. So click the link below in the description to get started today.